Joining us now, PGA Tour player Lonto Griffin. Welcome into the golf shop. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Lonto. Oh, so uh, interesting times right now. Um, how are you keeping yourself busy? Uh, pr- a lot of practice, a little bit of golf. What's going on? Actually, no golf, yeah. uh, surprisingly. <laughs> right. um, yeah, about two weeks ago, we, you know, obviously the, the players got canceled, and, and it was kind of it kind of just hit us. So I, I sat down with my coach, uh, Todd Anderson, down at CPC Sawgrass, and we just we pretty much decided that you know the best thing for me and my game would be to take a couple weeks off, get the batteries you know recharged, and, and then you know come back you know midway through this an unprecedented break with uh, you know kind of hungry and, and excited about you know the rest of the season. Yeah, it's interesting. We've heard uh, a bunch of different uh, methodologies for that, whether it's shutting it down, um, whether it's, uh, you know, setting up a, a distinct schedule that doesn't kind of get you burnt out and over-practicing and things along those lines. So it's it's interesting to see how everybody's kind of handling it and and uh, having those conversations. Yeah, so, you know, during the during the season when you're, when you're playing week in, week out, you know, I played uh, I played eight eight events in, in a ten week period to oh. start twenty twenty. Wow! You know, you have you have so many swing thoughts go through your mind, and you have so much either you know scar tissue from certain shots you've had, and you have you know you, then you have a lot of positive thoughts too. So sometimes it's really nice to just take two three weeks off, don't touch a club. It kind of resets all those thoughts, and you come back clean and, and hungry and. And what I didn't want to do was, you know, I played, you know, eight out of 10 weeks to start 2020. I didn't want to, you know, go practice for 10, 12 straight weeks. And then, you know, I want to, when when the tour comes back and when we, when life gets back to normal, I want to be fresh and I want to be able to play a lot. So I figured, you know, we, me and my girlfriend, my, we end up, we, we fostered a dog uh, named Troy. So he's been keeping me busy and you know, I bought a PlayStation and, and I've been doing a lot of workouts with uh, at BJ Singh's house. He's got an incredible gym and a really good trainer. So, so I've been, you know, I'm not doing nothing. That's for sure. I've been reading some books and, and getting some really good workouts. And so I think, uh, honestly, I think what I'm doing now is gonna is gonna really help me when we get back to, you know, going full full bore. Yeah, Lonto, I was looking at some of your numbers, and I mean, you had a lot of stuff headed in the right directions. I'll just share this with the listeners. Uh, stroke, strokes gained putting 28th. Stroke, strokes gain tee to green 69th when you know they take the top 70 in ties usually so that means you're making cuts uh strokes gain total 31st scoring average 36 driving distance 44th scrambling 10th you are you had a lot of stuff going on that, that was good yeah that was one of my goals um you know if you look at it back in my stats from my rookie year two years ago it was you know, everything was about 125 to 170. All my stats were. I, I didn't. I don't think I had a stat inside the top 125. So, last year on the Corn Ferry Tour, a big goal of mine was consistency. I wanted to, you know, really give every shot my full attention and and really grind out, you know, every week. And and what that'll do is on Sunday nights you're exhausted, but um, you know, finishing 25th or finishing 18th or even finishing 35th instead of 50th, you right. know. It makes a huge difference at the end of the year, and, and that was that's really been a big change. My you know my my game and my short game's gotten a lot better. My scrambling numbers are, you know, if somebody had told me I'd be tenth or eleventh, uh, I forget what you just said in scrambling on yeah. the PGA Tour two years ago, I would have laughed in your face. And uh, so I put a lot of work into that, and, and that's I, I think the short game putting is. You know, really, the reason why I'm where I am is taking pressure off my, you know, tee to green um, game, and and those numbers have gotten better too. So yeah. it, it's been a, 
it's been an awesome start to the year, and, and uh, I've learned a lot. Obviously, uh, great things happening with the win at the Houston Open uh, in October of 2019. Uh, you know, kind of looked at your story through the years. Obviously, a PGA Tour win is very important, but what was kind of the most important event of your career? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a win, does it? No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I look back to you know 2017 on the Corn Ferry Tour. I was, I'd made um, you know in 11 events, I think I'd made 4,800 bucks, and and I was you know, way down on the on the on the on the points list, money list, and I was going into Wichita, and it was the last event before reshuffle. And the way the Corn Ferry works. You know, if you know if you're if you get reshuffled low, then you don't get into events in the in the, in the midsummer. And and uh, the higher you are, the more events you get into. Mm-hmm. So we go to Wichita and burn out. It was during Aaron Hills um, or the week before Aaron Hills U.S. Open, and man, I was just every nothing nothing was going right. I had a hundred different swing thoughts. I was burnt out, and so I went into that week and I said, "You have nothing to lose. Let's just go in play." No swing thoughts, you know. Pick a target, pick a sh- uh, shot shape, pick a dimple on the ball. Real small targets, and and I went out and, and I finished 19th. And I actually, I actually had fun playing, you know, tournament golf for the first time in in months because you know I was just my head was so, you know, mangled with ideas and thoughts, and and that that got me into the rest of the year. And two weeks later, I went to Nashville, same same field, no swing thoughts, just play golf, and I won. And um, but I look back to that 19th place at Wichita. I think I made 9,800 bucks, and I felt like a millionaire the next week. Um, <laughs> you know, just because I hadn't, sure. I hadn't made any money in a couple of years, and I was, you know, in debt and credit card debt. And in that week in Wichita, really did, uh, you know, you kind of it was kind of jump started my career. Yeah, I mean, we we talk week in and week out. Sometimes we talk with tour players on various tours, and you you find out how much confidence really means and. You know, sometimes it's it's clear. You know, I always say that. You know, I mean, from from the perspective, one of the best rounds of golf I ever played was uh, about four days after I had received a concussion playing, uh, you know, beer league hockey here in Charlotte, and I, it, it it hurt to think. So I didn't think. Yeah. I just stepped up and and you you kind of trust your swing and you just go to it. And you you clear your mind and. And uh, and away you go, and it sounds like that's a little bit of what you did is is just kind of let it happen, and things kind of showed up for you. Some some people it works with that, and some people it doesn't. Yeah, well, first off, I'd, I'd make a disclaimer in there. I wouldn't tell your listeners to go get a concussion playing hockey. <laughs> no, and try and play golf. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you're 100 percent right. One thing I've noticed, I've talked to my coach a lot about it, is, is when you when you when you don't have confidence and when you're not in a good rhythm, a lot of times when you hit good shots, you feel like you got lucky. And when you hit bad shots, yeah. you criticize yourself. When you're confident and you have momentum and, and things are going your way, it's like you hit a bad shot and you're like, oh, that's just, you know, that happens. You're fine. Keep going. And then when you hit good shots, you, know, you feel like, man, I'm swinging it great. So momentum and confidence is huge for me. Um, it really is. I, mean, it's, I like to protect confidence. You know, so my short game's gotten a lot better. I, I still have you know, some fears of chipping off tight lives into the grain. So a lot of times if I'm, you know, if I'm in an area that's a really tough up and down and, and it's a 50-50 between chipping it and putting it, and I feel good chipping it, I'll still putt it just to protect my confidence. So then the next time, maybe I, if I have to chip or if I have to pitch, you know, I don't have any scar tissue from, you know, hitting a, a sure. tough chip. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah, protecting confidence is huge over a four-day golf tournament. 
Lanto, was there ever a time where you came close to giving up? You know, there there's a, a great Golf Digest article from Broke to the PGA Tour in five months. What was the closest you came to quitting golf and doing something else? Yeah, no no exaggeration. I, I'd say probably 30 or 40 times I've, I've you know, whether it's throwing around on a mini tour or, wow. you know, just asking people for money and hating doing that. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people that really helped me, you know, you know, get me out of some tough situations. I just got sick and tired of relying on, on other people. And, you know, I look back to the Latin tour days when, you know, at the, one term in, in Mexico, I finished, uh, well, me and Nate Lashley, who's a good friend of mine, we were going into 17. We were both tied um, for the tournament with two holes left. I finished 20th and he won. You know, he finished birdie birdie. I finished double double. And I remember going back to the hotel room and my one of my best friends Chase was sitting in you know sitting in the room. And I walk in and body slam my bag, uh, just tomahawk straight into the corner. Luckily nothing broke, but it was just like I can't you know I can't play golf all over the world making no money. You know, I'm getting a little bit older, and, and I and I can't hit the green from you know five feet off. So, um, but the good thing for me is, you know, I, I've always had perseverance. I've always, you know, I've always wanted to be successful in, in golf. And you know, two hours later, I start thinking about well, why did this happen? What do I need to do to get better? And then I wake up the next morning, and I'm and I'm hungry to go practice. Mm-hmm. And then the downside is it happens again the next week. But um, <laughs> so it's kind of revolving. It's like a revolving circle of of feeling like my career was coming to an end, not wanting it to come to an end and doing anything possible, um, you know, to kind of, you know, get some life to my, my golf career. And, and part of that, what helped was, was finally realizing that I didn't need to do anything more than what I have. So a lot of, a lot of days I would try and, you know, I look at Adam Scott's swing. I look at Rory's swing. I look at, you know, all these guys that do things that I want to do in my swing. And when I, when I finally realized that I just got really good at my own, you know, my own moves, my own DNA, looking at guys like Joaquin Neiman, um, but he's got a head drop. Um, that's helped me a lot. Joaquin is one of my really good friends. We've had a couple conversations about, have you ever tried to eliminate some of your unique? And he said, absolutely not. So that's something that looking back on my career, I wish I would have adopted that, you know, five, six, seven years earlier. And, and, uh, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I figured out that what I do is good enough. So before we let you go, uh, you know, at some point we know the season's going to, you know, get started back on the PGA tour. Is this going to be a case of where the length of the layoff and the kind of compression that we're going to have, no matter, you know, there's going to be majors that are going to get kind of shoehorned in some places where, you know, we're seeing maybe uh, talk of Augusta in, in November timeframe and uh, no Olympics, but we're trying to still figure out a way to get all four majors in. Is this going to be maybe the battle of, man, I'm so, I'm so amped up to go play and all these uh, great events are going to be in a short period of time. Do you have to really kind of go, okay, I'm going to have to sit back and, and figure out a schedule that works so I don't just uh, burn myself out in a short period of time in, the, in what we're going to have? Yeah, I think, I think it'll, it'll be advantageous to guys like, you know, the guys that aren't absolute superstars. You know, when you have, you know, I've, I've played with Rory and I've played with Jordan Spieth and I've played with Phil and a lot of these really big names their tournament weeks are, are so much more stressful than ours because the media, the yeah. fans, you know, they get tripped at constantly. So it's going to be tough for guys like that. For, for me, I mean, my tournament weeks, you know, are relatively easy as far as media and fans. You know, fans aren't aren't booing me and, and screaming at me um, just because mainly they don't know me. So 
I have the ability to play five, six weeks in a row and, and still, you know, feel pretty fresh. Um, so I can't, I can't wait to, to play in some of these majors. If, if Augusta's in November and the U.S. Open's in October, whatever it may be, I can't wait. So I want to. My main goal for this break is to be as fresh as I can to play all these big events coming up. Uh, I'm used to playing a lot, like I said. So you know, I'm, I'm not going to be taking off too many weeks this summer and this fall. Um, but I'm sure there'll, there'll be a couple weeks where it's like you have you know three majors in six weeks, and then you have you know another big golf tournament in there and you have to kind of make a decision on how do I stay fresh? How do I get enough practice rounds? And, and that's just something that I'll sit down with my coaches and, and, um, and, you know, kind of talk through because Todd Anderson's, you know, he's, he's had two FedEx cup champions. He understands what it takes, um, you know, on the PGA tour. So I got, I got a really good team around me that, that'll help me kind of navigate this, this, uh, this whole new, new normal for the rest of 2020. Awesome, man. Well, uh, hopefully we can catch up with you later in the year, maybe after, uh, you know, we get a fall uh, Augusta National and we'll get your feedback on stuff like that. So uh, thanks for taking some time with us. Let me know. I'm I'm a big fan of of Charlotte and I grew up in Blacksburg up the road. My sister actually lives, uh, my sister lives down by TBC Piper Glen and and I'm I'm a huge fan of Wells Fargo. That was, you know, quite a while. I was really bummed uh, oh, to miss man. that one this year, yeah. but I'll I'll be back there next year. So hopefully, uh, see some of your listeners, and hopefully we'll we'll talk again soon. All right, appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Lonto. a lot. You guys have a good one. Okay. You too.